Welcome back to the True Serum Football. Uh, today we have the NFC South. Uh, do us a favor and ring that bell. Boop. Hit that button. You still doing ring it? Ring that motherfucking bell. <laughs> I told you, I can't help it. I lean forward when I talk. I just, I can't help it. Yeah, sorry, there you go. <laughs> NFC South. I'm rocking the, uh, the Falcons hat today. We're going to be talking about them first. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, we're gonna talk about the Atlanta Falcons first. Uh, first of all, let's talk about Drake London. He's a uh, number one uh, or the number eight overall pick. Uh, yeah, he we can sit over here and drool over him a little bit. His size, his athleticism, his his uh, his contested catch rate, uh, his ability yeah. to run anybody the fuck over after he catches the ball. I'm going in on this one. Sorry. So going into the uh, the true serum mixer, we uh, definitely had some spirited debates about Drake London and Jamison Williams, and I am fucking in love with Drake London in ways that I don't know if I've really been in love with a wide receiver draft, draft prospect in years. This guy has it all. Contested catch. Monster after the catch. He's He's amazing. He's going to be great in Atlanta. Mark it down, best wide receiver in this draft. Travis, tell me why I'm wrong. Um, like my my comparison, like uh, it's more of a probably a better version of Michael Crabtree. Um, a lot of people have the lazy comparison of uh, Mike Evans. I don't I don't know if he's all the way that. Um, but uh, I'd like to hear what Joey has to say about Drake London. Uh, what I have to say is I know that he went to a perfect spot. This guy is going to receive all of the love from his quarterback, whether that's is going to start out as Mariota um, probably halfway through the season once they start losing all the games that they're bound to do. Um, uh, it's going to be Pitts and, and London kids. So uh, he's getting all of the love here because now we're not going to have Calvin Ridley, roll tide, I got to say it. Um, there's just so much opportunity here. Um, they did re-sign uh, Cordero Patterson, right? Yep. Yeah, so he, he's coming back. Um, I believe Had he'll probably break out here. Yeah, he'll – yeah, he – what was he, running back nine last year on, on a PPR basis? So, um, yeah, they're going to split this guy out wide too. Um, and, and I just feel like uh, – I feel like he has the best opportunity. Uh, and we're going to talk about another guy here in a minute uh, that's going to have a lot of opportunity. But um, I'm I'm drooling over the opportunity um, because there's there's just going to be so much to go around and not a lot of pieces. So that, that's what I'm excited about. Um, I'm excited to see this monster play some football. And and I do want to say I I agree with the Mike Evans. Evans comparison being a little bit lazy he just goes up and get it like he goes up and gets it like Evans but it's that after catchability that's got me drooling man I, I I can't wait to see this kid play we can move on though yeah like we, like uh, Joey uh, mentioned to the loss of Calvin Ridley there uh, do that gambling suspension uh, it's gonna play a big role in uh, helping him develop into this honor rather than later and like uh, then we go on to their next pick here, uh, Arnold Ebigatui. Uh, Arnold, Arnold baby, Ebby, I guess. I, I don't know how the fuck you say his name, but uh, he was the 38th overall pick. Uh, 
probably a guy that should have been drafted in the first round. At least I had a first-round grade on him. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jordan? Uh, so I think we should just call him Arn E. Um, but uh, Arn E, I think he's a guy that can be plugged in right away. I think he's going to uh, definitely help them on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I don't know if I would have put a first-round grade on him, but uh, he, he's definitely a talented prospect for sure. He plays defense. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> he plays defense. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they needed they, the defensive help. I mean, they've, they've been pretty uh, yeah. terrible in that department for years. Um, they also got uh, Troy uh, Anderson, linebacker out of Montana State, with the 58th overall pick. Uh, kind of a surprise to me is that they took him over to Kobe Dean. Um, yeah. I, I feel like that will be one to really sting them for years to come. Yeah, you want to talk about somebody I thought was going to go in the first round. It was N'Kobe Dean. The fact that dude slid to the third round was nuts to me. But, yeah, good point there. Anyway, let's hop back over to the uh, offensive side of the ball. So, obviously, uh, they have Drake London. Um, they have Kyle Pitts. What do you think he looks like in year two? And is, is he the number one option on this offense? Uh I would still put my money on Drake London um, playing on the outside. A big bodied wide receiver, like you said, can do all the things. Alpha, um, alpha dog. Yeah, sure. Um, and and Kyle Pitts is too. Uh, this is two top ten receiving options that this team has gotten um, in in the past two years, and they're both uh, look to be beasts. So I like where this team is headed, but it's just not going to be this year. Um, they re-signed Damian Williams, or they signed Damian Williams and uh, drafted Tyler Algier, yeah, in the fifth round. So um, it's not exciting. It's not really exciting at all. Um, but And it's led by a whole bunch of excitement at quarterback, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what Desmond Ritter can do. Um, let's talk about Desmond Ritter a little bit. Ritter the critter. You don't want to talk about old Marcus Mariota at all? Uh, yeah, me sure. neither. So Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati, <laughs> won fucking everything. Um, I thought he would probably go in the second. Um, I also, I, I really, th I think in one mock draft, I had Pittsburgh picking him in the first. He's definitely got some talent. Um, reminds me of a Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he can throw, he can run. Um, I think he's the starter pretty quick in this Atlanta offense. Yeah. Uh, week five, maybe week four. Any chance yeah, he beats him out for uh, the uh, starting gig to start the season? I don't think so. I think Mariota will at least get a couple of games to hang himself, but yeah, there's, uh, it blows stylistically the, the same ish. So, you know, they, they, they both got the chops they can run with. So, um, maybe, maybe that's why, why, you know, I don't know, man, it's all speculation. I don't know this kid for real. It, it blows my mind that we're in 2022 and Marcus Mariota is a starting quarterback in the NFL. We've <sighs> wow. What are your, uh, yeah, what are one, your thoughts on Ritter? Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I kind of had to, was, uh, like you said, he's a little threat and, uh, I, you know, I feel like 
he could be kind of that Jalen Hurts quarterback that could kind of come out of nowhere at the end of the season and kind of ride you into a championship. So definitely keep an eye on him on your waiver wires this season. Uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, Marcus Mariota, I think he's really good for Kyle Pitts. We could see what, uh, you know, he can do. He's always been really good with the tight end position. So uh, he's supported, you know, top three tight ends before. So let's see what he can do. And uh, uh, maybe Pitts can bring up those touchdown numbers a little bit because that's kind of what he more or less struggled with last year. It wasn't really the yards or the catches. Yeah, so I, I do want to toss in one more thing. Uh for fantasy football, I believe that we do want Marcus Mariota to, to be the quarterback. Um, rookie quarterbacks, especially ones not chosen in the first round, are, are just not good for any wide receiver, really, uh, let alone some rookies and some second-year tight ends. So I, I think we want Mariota to start m- the majority of the season here for, for these young kids. So, so let's move on from uh, Mariota to uh, his draft counterpart. Let's talk about old famous Jameis W. Eaton Winston in the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. This isn't super exciting yeah, so, uh, either. Disagree. Hard disagree. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation out there that the New Orleans Saints could take a step this season and be an actual contender. Um, you know, it started off with their uh, 11th overall pick in Chris Olave. Um, somebody that I really love, and I, I love the him to Jameis connection that they could bring. Um, I, I, you know, like that deep threat guy kind of, you know, like he, he was great with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And when he was there to have a receiver like him, I just like it. It's a perfect pairing for uh, Olave in that situation. And I mean, what do you got? What are your guys' thoughts on Chris Olave? I think he outscores. Uh, I think he outscores Jordan's guy up here. Um, Drake London. Yeah, he, he, I have more confidence in Jameis getting the ball out. You know, that's it. Um, so, but so for me, Chris Olave was the safest wide receiver pick in the draft. Kid's gonna be a really good wide receiver at minimum. Uh, I love him in this situation. Wouldn't be surprised at all if he outscored London this season as Atlanta's kind of getting their shit together for sure. Um, what I want to say about the Saints, right, is if, if we run it back a couple years ago and, and a healthy, little bit younger Drew Brees was coming into the season with this offense, we would be talking about a Super Bowl contender we don't know what the hell is going to go on with Mike Thomas. Uh, dude hasn't played in what seems like, you know, two or three years. Um, hope that he, you know, comes back. But if he does, man, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Olave, Alvin Kamara, there is some weapons on this team. You throw a gigantic-ass Trevor Penning uh, a tackle from Northern Iowa, a guy that I was hoping would fall to my Dallas Cowboys. Um I really like what the the New Orleans Saints are uh, uh, have going on this season. Yeah, and, and their defense has got it. They they had it last year. They had it the year before. They they play solid defense too. So yeah, and they just, brought in Honey Badger. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're uh they're a solid team. And do I think they can make some noise? Yeah, but uh, as far as uh, what I'm trying to say is the exciting level. Um, it's. I'm almost over the Jameis experience, man, because they they kind of pulled him back from what he was doing. Uh, 
uh, just launching the ball downfield every time. And, and a lot of that might have been, you know, some of the Arians offense, but uh, they definitely dialed him back. Um, I do think he can make all the throws in the NFL. So that's good. Um, yeah, let's, let's see. I'm those. just getting started on Jameis Winston. It would not, and look, we all know that what what's about to happen when we talk about the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, we all know that I'm going to lay it down, right? But I would not be shocked if the Saints won this division, just saying. Oof. Okay. I would. Travis, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I currently have Jameis ranked as uh, my number 16th quarterback, so he's an excellent quarterback, too, to have on your team. Um yeah, I mean, it, it's just all got to come together, though. Jarvis Landry being there, he was signed. Um, he's been showing out at uh, at minicamp. Uh, him, uh, Michael Thomas, you know, his health. You know, if Chris Olave is three-quarters of what I think he is, I mean, see what the Alvin Kamara situation brings with his arrest and possible suspension. Who knows what that's going to bring. Yep. Um, I feel like they could ride that out for the first six weeks if they had to, though. Um, yeah, I, I feel like this team is a contender. Yeah, awesome. And, and I think they're, I think they're a much better. I think they have much better prospects in real football than their players do in fantasy football. I will say that and go to your point on that one, Joey. Yeah, I, I mean they got they got solid players. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with Michael Thomas, dog. Like, I, I kind of forgot about him anyways. And then, you know, like but, Jarvis is who he is, you know. Um, never going to be that top guy. But, sure, he's going to bring you some PPR value for sure. And and that's only going to take away from, you know, the other guys as well. I, I don't think any of these guys are going to stand above the rest. Like, that's the kind of thing that's going to excite me. Yeah, Mike Thomas is never going to see the workload he did a couple years ago when he was wide receiver one. No way. And this is why I think Olave should excite you is because he is going to be – he's somebody that can play all over the field. And Jameis throwing those deep, I don't give a fuck, balls out there, that's the guy. That's the guy you're going to want. Um, I've thrown those Jarvis deep, L- I don't give a fuck, balls a couple <laughs> times in my life too. Go Jameis. <laughs> you know, Jarvis and Mike Thomas both play, you know, both play those shots routes you know in the, in the middle of the field so i mean like they're kind of uh eat in but if they're both um I say, like at the value i want chris alive more than them yeah for sure for sure uh let's move on to the carolina panthers uh draft christian mccaffrey he's gonna bounce back y'all man he's got to right he's got to go uh, grab christian mccaffrey he ain't bouncing back. It ain't going to happen. He's going to be great. He's going to be great when he plays, but that dude is such a huge risk, in my opinion. Playing with fire. Saquon last year, same thing. Like, I know the talent's there, uh, but can you stay your ass on a football field? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. He's done it before. So, he has. It's just I, been a while since we've seen I it. We've be, had this debate over. Uh, Dalvin Cook a few years ago, and and he showed the fuck out that year. Um, he he's got all the tools, man. Like you said, when he plays, uh, there's no one in the NFL like him. None. Period. Not Jonathan Taylor. Not no fucking body. So that that's the thing. And you get a, a young quarterback in here, he's gonna dump it off, you know. And, and Darnold's not gonna do anything either. Um, 
I'm excited for, for McCaffrey here. Um, and, and like my guy, look at DJ Moore. DJ uh, Moore. I, hold on, I, hold on, hold on. Before we move on to to the DJ, because I, I got some thoughts on him as well. Um, where is the highest you would draft Christian McCaffrey in a startup? Second. Or a redraft, sorry. In a, sorry. Second. In a redraft? Yeah. Second overall. In, a re- right. in, re- in redraft, I would draft him third. Okay. I mean, I would – I'm not going to say don't draft him number one overall either. Like, if you do that, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, you know, like he's worth that pick if – it pans out and each year is a new year and we don't know who's going to get hurt, who's going to do what. He's got the greatest upside there. So if you want to take him number one, I have absolutely no issues with that. None. I'm going to tell you you're crazy. Anyway, talk to me about DJ Moore. I was just saying, I kind of, I just wish I could be more excited for him because he's so much fun, man. And, Come on, Matt Corral. Let's go. Come on. Bring something to the table, man, because Darnold ain't it. Yeah, let's, let's talk about some of these uh, draft picks. Uh, they drafted Ikeem Iguano, uh, offensive tackle in North, Car- North Dakota State. or Not North Dakota. North Carolina North Carolina State. Carolina. North Carolina State. Uh, I feel like he might have been a value at six. I, I could have seen him going a little bit earlier in the draft at four to the Jets. Um, there were people absolute, that, that were mocking him at one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him. do. I did see that as well. Um, <coughs> he, he is described as an absolute uh, mauler up front. Um, also described as a player that plays with violence and physicality. Uh, mm. I think that'll be very important for... Uh, for Christian McCaffrey, as we were talking about Christian McCaffrey, and just just kind of going back on the Christian McCaffrey thing too, and I just wanted to say that um, I have Jonathan Taylor one, Cooper Cup two, and then Christian McCaffrey three. So I just wanted to state that as well. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Akeem Iguano? Me, I, I, kid's a stud. It was a no-brainer pick at six. He was absolutely the best player on the board. Um, he was the right pick if they didn't go quarterback, which obviously they didn't in the first round. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about an offensive lineman for a subpar, mediocre team at best. I do want to talk about this uh, Sam Darnold, Matt Corral quarterback competition who's going to come out uh i'm a big fan of corral as you know but i'm curious as to what your thoughts are travis um yeah i mean uh i I just like i'm wondering how long it's going to take him to challenge for that starting role um he is a great locker room leader uh he he is someone that uh he can he can also do it with his legs as well um this is the you one know, that has Matt, small hands, right? He's the no, one that has that, like that, No, no, no. That was uh, Ritter when oh. I went to Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, but uh, Corral, uh, you know, Matt, Matt Rule and company, uh, they're, they're in a position where they might need to start this guy sooner rather than later. It's kind of the same situation Chicago was in last year with uh, the Red Rocket and uh, – you know, like they 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 might start the they might start the <laughs> they might start the veteran guy when they should have actually started the rookie. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, like we'll we'll see. I mean, their bye weeks not until week thirteen. So I mean, like we'll see how long it takes them to actually trot him out there. But uh, uh, 
I feel like he would be, you know, you know, we were talking about rookie quarterbacks, but I actually think he would actually be somebody that would actually help DJ more in his touchdown categories. So, um, cause he's always going to be solid when it comes to his receiving and his amount of catches. Cause he's like all time great in those categories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're asking about how long until he challenges for that starting role. Um, I think that's up to Matt Rule and if he wins a few games up front or not because uh, this guy's on the hot seat. He's a guy that I, I was really enjoying, um, and he's he's done some some not-so-great things so Darnold far. Darnold wasn't but, the answer. Yeah, so um, I hope Matt Rule gets another shot because I feel like he's doing a decent job at what he's doing and what he's got to give. Um, so uh, I think they're going to ride – Christian McCaffrey into the fucking ground this year. I, I believe it's what his last year, maybe on a contract, um, maybe one more. I can't remember, but they there he's already been paid. So there's no reason not to run this guy into the ground. There's nothing behind him. Uh, nothing. And yes, I do mean nothing. Cause, uh, Oh, what's his face? Ain't he ain't it neither. So, uh, so, um, for me, going back to Matt Corral um, and kind of something I think you were saying, Travis, uh, I think Matt Corral gives him a better chance right now. Um, I think he has a better chance to produce fantasy numbers for DJ Moore, um, for a Terrace Marshall, for those guys right now, just because of his ability to, like, the guy doesn't go down easy. He's elusive. He he's not somebody that's going to run for a million yards. Right. But he, he creates plays like so much. And I think I said this in my uh, draft write up, he reminds me of a young Tony Romo out there scrambling for his life, making shit happen. And I, I think it would be really fun to watch this guy. I hope he's the starter as quickly as possible. Week one, baby, let's get it. That is actually an excellent comparison. And I, that's not one I had really thought of before, but I really like that one. It's. I mean, if you watch the tape as a Cowboys fan, it's hard to miss. Like he's he's fucking young Robo, and I don't know. I love me some Matt Corral. Let's go. So let's get into it a little bit now. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your goat. Your goat. The goat. The goat. Not your goat. The goat. What about him? You tell me about him. What's going on? I mean, Tom Brady was. Too tight. This fucking close. This close. That close last year. Um, I'm fucking excited. How can you not be excited about Tom Brady coming back again? About to win the NFC again. Potentially another Super Bowl again. Might fuck around and lead the league in passing again. Like, this guy just doesn't fucking stop, dude. Like, you can talk about generations and yada yada. He's fucking dominated every one of them. Like, he's the greatest to ever do it. Like, that guy pisses excellence. Fucking love me some Tom Brady. Yeah, so I got a question. You do you know uh, where he's going in drafts? Because that's exactly what I'm excited about. I'm not excited that he's going to lead the league in in passing yards and touchdowns and all that. Which, yeah, yeah, I am. But I'm excited about where you're going to get him. It's got to be what eighth round, maybe. Um, I would be willing to draft him number one overall as far as a quarterback. Quarterback one. 
and a dynasty startup because I don't know if he's going to fucking give me another eight years. Like, if you had drafted Tom Brady as your QB one five years ago, everybody would have ridiculed the shit out of you. Like, oh no, he's old. Here he fucking is. Like, the guy doesn't stop. Like, fucking give me all the shares of Tom Brady, all of them. Let's go. Yeah, for any or any any league that I was in dynasty wise, I literally like sent fourth round picks or picked them up off of waivers. I have like three shares of Tom Brady now out of my like ten dynasty leagues just from getting them for dirt to nothing because people dropped them or didn't really want them because they thought he was going to retire. I said I wasn't buying that fucking hype until week one when I didn't see Tom Brady in uniform. So going forward, you don't drop Tom Brady until you don't see him week one in a dynasty league. You still don't. Fuck it. Let, let him take a year off on your roster first before you can be sure that he's done. Like, shit. That's Tom, yeah. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady we're talking about. The one and only. Um, so in all seriousness, though, like, obviously we all love Tom Brady, but, man, this team is still fucking loaded. Leonard Fournette was the one. There ain't no more Ronald Jones, baby. Ronald Jones gone. That fight's over. Playoff Lenny got fucking paid, son. Came back. We got Mike Evans. We got Chris Godwin coming back. Fucked around side Russell Gage. I think Scotty Miller's still trotting around out there somewhere. Like, fuck, man. This team is just loaded. Loaded. Did you, did you happen to see uh, Albert's version of Leonard Burnett's yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. White. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, see Albert Hainsworth, Leonard Fournette. He showed, up, he showed up. He, sh- he showed up to camp overweight. You didn't see oh, that. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you just <laughs> meant the rookie who looks just like him. So yeah, he, he was. He was definitely having. Uh, he was having his. Uh, he was pulling the old me and having the old cheeseburger uh, off season. So hey, he got paid, uh, son. He'll work his way in shape. Shit. He oh, I, 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 I have no doubt. I have no doubt. RB one, lock it in. Let's go. Yeah, he's got to put on his Tampa Bay 15 before Tom Brady just whoops his ass throughout training camp. That's what it is. Like, he got to come in a little fat because he's going to be real lead. Uh, just one draft pick that I really wanted to uh, touch on was uh, Rashad White. Uh, you know, like, uh, he, he's someone that I really liked pre-draft. Uh, I, someone that I had as RB3 pre-draft. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, Rashad White? He's Leonard Fournette. <laughs> like, he's literally the perfect guy for the Buccaneers to plug into this offense behind Leonard Fournette. Something happens to Leonard Fournette. Hey, be younger, more athletic, Leonard Fournette. Like, fucking perfect for him. Um, me, personally, I will handcuff this guy all damn day any league I have Lenny in. Yeah. I don't know handcuffs, but, you know. Worth it. Maybe he can have some value. Uh, I, I want to see what, what he does out of the backfield as far as catching passes. Um, I, he's an elite pass catcher. Fournette, Fournette's just he, – he's proven to be that fucking dude, man. Um, but we've seen the overweight Lenny before, man, the I don't give a fuck anymore, Leonard Fournette, the uh, – Coughling experience, you know, down in Jacksonville. So we've seen that. Um, I hope that's not what this is turning into in any way, but I, I feel like his team's got him here. So um, maybe not. Maybe he's just got a little hungry over the offseason. I'm cool with that, you know, like you guys said. But um, maybe super yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm, yeah, maybe so. Hell yeah. Uh, time to get him one, baby. Uh, 
That's like two whole extra weeks in the off season they didn't expect to have. Like, of course he's gonna load up on Philly cheesesteaks and pizzas. What else he gonna do? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, we got we got Indomik and Sue going bye bye. Um, they bringing in Hakeem Hicks from the Bears. Uh, probably hurts Travis feelings a little bit, but you know this guy stops the run too. So. Um, there was a very, very noticeable difference when he was not in the lineup in Chicago. So um, I, I don't think they miss a beat there. One thing that I, I think needs to be mentioned as well is they were without uh, Carlton Davis for a good chunk of yeah. last season as well. That guy's a really, really good football player and absolutely will make a difference on the defensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, their their whole secondary was beaten up for – a good chunk of the season. They were going down left and right on the outside. So, uh, we didn't yeah. even talk about Devin. Why? Like, there's just, there's yeah, they're stacked. So, so they're much stacked. talent yeah. on this team. They, Buccaneers. They had, they, had, they had Sherman last year, too, and he was hurt. And big charm. Yeah. Bold prediction for this podcast. Uh, you know, I do it every single year, but uh, your 2022, or I guess 2023, Super Bowl champions of this season, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just pick Brady, you'll be right half the time. It's the safest bet in sports. It is, especially when you got better than 200 odds on that. Let's go. Let's go. All right, we got anything yeah, else so to talk about on this division? Yeah, do you, do you want to just uh, – we can run through, uh, you know, kind of Tom Brady's weapons real quick. Um, I just wanted to touch on a, a few things. Uh, Chris Godwin, uh, you know, I, I from, from injury reports, um, he's expected to probably miss the first six to eight weeks of the season. So don't draft him too highly in your redraft leagues. Uh, so that, that that's my only warning for that. Um, Milo. Uh-huh. Milo, yeah. Milo, and yes. Chris Milo yes. in this season. Yes, yeah, someone's going to draft him, and then they're going to start losing, and then they're going to be like, "Oh shit, I got to have something. Let me ship off Chris Godwin. Go be that guy to scoop him." Uh, but um, I, absolutely, like as of right now, you won't like he's going. I think around uh, around fifty overall in redraft, like early redrafts. But I, I imagine he's going to keep high. dropping later and later as the season. You know, as we get closer to the season. Like, right now, he's just way too high, and I wouldn't take my shot on him right now. But like Joey said, you wait, like, a couple weeks in the season, people are just going to be hungry for production elsewhere. Fucking trade for him. Yeah. Uh, um, and, Mike Evans, and on, on that, the other hand, is going to be the beneficiary of no Chris Godwin because he was soaking up the targets, too, like a fucking sponge. Um, I really – I. I it's wheels up for Mike Evans this year. Like, could be the wide receiver one. Um, so, uh, and like you said earlier, they got Russell Russell Gage. This guy's being criminally underrated as well. Um, I, I just think he's a guy that's going to fit right in and, and slot in and take over that Godwin role for for half the season, and then be a, a role player after that. So. Uh, maybe Russell Gage should be that fourth, fifth round pick instead of Godwin. I don't know about that. That's a little bit too high for Russell Gage for me. But, uh, you know, every year uh, we look at a guy like Rob Gronkowski. If he comes back, man, he's going to be a late when, round tied in. Yeah, when, when he, he comes, comes back, back, he's going to be a late round tied in. Who's He's going to get some action in this offense. Uh, so he's he's somebody I would look to take a flyer dart throw on towards the end of my draft. 
Yeah, uh, Brady comes back, he's coming back, dog. That's the end of the fucking story. Yeah, he's just eating cheesesteaks and pizzas still. Yeah, he didn't leave the island yeah, they, unlike they, Lenny. See, Lenny dedicated. They 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 have said uh, that you know he's still undecided about about his future there, but you know I'm kind of with he does come back. Yeah. The time the sunset one last time at least um you know like i have he's someone that i would have as 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 high as tight end six coming into the season maybe even top three tight end it's not why not you're gonna get him later than the 10th you're gonna get him later the late probably 10th round plus and without antonio brown there or godwin like it's the fucking perfect uh, storm for gronkowski to just rain down no godwin no problem. Yes, this is probably the least amount of target competition Gronk has had since his days in New England when he was the top dog there. So wheels yep. are up for Gronk as well. Yeah, as long as yeah. you don't get Anything else you SummerSlam fight. got about uh, the NFC South? Well, uh, I don't have anything about the <laughs> NFC South, but I did want to uh, remind you guys to tune in next week. Uh, we're going to be going over the AFC South, so bang that motherfucking bell. Tune in as always. Stay true. Stay true.